Welcome to Data Driven Recruiting. In this podcast, we talk about strategies and techniques for leveraging objective talent data to improve hiring processes. Welcome back to Data Driven Recruiting. My name is Sophia Beck, and I'm joined by my co host, Tigran Sloyan. Hey, Sophia. Uh, we're back another week, another episode. So, we are today talking about the three surprising benefits of top of the funnel assessments. Yeah. Before we get into it, I mm-hmm. guess some sort of clarifications. So when we talk about uh, the three surprising benefits, we're going to focus on how they apply mainly to university recruiting, because that's where some of the more surprising benefits come, even though there is a lot of benefits for using this approach in more uh, senior and industry recruiting. Uh, and what do you mean by top of the funnel assessment? Yeah, exactly. And we need to when we, when we say top of the funnel assessments, we mean doing putting a assessments at the like beginning of the process. So before a resume review, because mm-hmm. most of the time the initial step of the process is a resume review. Uh, when we say put our assessments at the top of the funnel, is that put that assessment before you look at someone's resume. So in essence, go beyond resumes by leveraging technical mm-hmm. assessment. For example, like when somebody applied to, you know, submit application to your job, like put assessment exactly. or you'd like lead with assessment. Hey, if you want to apply, take this assessment. Exactly. Got it. Exactly. Okay. So let's dive into the the benefits. Benefits. And we're going to focus also on the technical assessments here because mm-hmm. again, we do a lot of work on the technical assessment space and I have a lot of really interesting stories that demonstrate some of those benefits. Great. Yeah. Cool. So let's start with the first one and mm-hmm. I want to start it off with a story. So in the Bay Area, one of the interesting things that happens is there is a ton of competition for talent, even for new grad, early talent, like an yeah. insane level of competition. Silicon Valley software engineering is it's, know, it's, hot. It's hot. <laughs> well, weird thing is that a lot of that competition concentrates on pedigree talent. So mm-hmm. a lot of that competition concentrates on people who went to Stanford, Harvard, MIT, maybe Berkeley, and some of the other top TRCS programs, uh, which means that that competition is not only intense, right, but it also concentrates on a very small pool of candidates, which leads to some insane things happening. Uh, Because a lot of companies, you know, there is already a lot of candidates, there's thousands of candidates from coming out of the schools. Mm -hmm. So they're like, well, why do we even need to care about like, considering others, we already have enough pipeline, let's just you know, focus on those, there is enough candidates coming through already as is, even if we just look at the pedigree talent, right? Yeah. The interesting that happens is that some companies, uh, and this I've been, this has been verified multiple times, so mm-hmm. this is not just an anecdote, right? Like several or people have literally yeah. compared <laughs> it. Uh, companies like Facebook mm-hmm. uh, give $100,000 signing bonuses to new grad candidates. So as a new grad fresh out of school, when you get an offer, uh, mm-hmm. Facebook would add on top of that $100,000 signing bonus. Yeah. Good luck closing that offer, right? Yeah. <laughs> so like yeah. if you're competing with someone like Facebook mm-hmm. and other companies who give insane compensation packages even to new grad mm-hmm. uh, candidates, think about it. You spend all that time, all that energy, all those interviews, work on an offer, put it out there, and then someone like Facebook's offer comes through the door and then you're like, yeah. oh, oh, okay, well, I it's just... It's really hard to resist when you almost double your salary by giving on a bonus. <laughs> exactly. So the moral of the story is that one of the surprising benefits of using assessments at the top of the funnel, which means you can actually find and compete for talent that others are not mm-hmm. so aggressively going after is you can close more offers. Yeah. Uh, something that people don't really think about at the beginning of the funnel 
but something that becomes very, very painful later where uh, you realize you just can't compete for the talent that you started out with. Right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so second benefit, which again, I want to illustrate with a story. Uh, so some companies who are hiring a very large number of new grads, like close to 1,000 new grads, kind of, I don't want to name names here, but like large government contractors, like massive companies who work on defense contracts, who work on building rockets for the United States of America, and they hire a lot of engineers. Yeah. Uh, they don't do assessments at the top of the funnel. Yeah. Uh, they base it purely on pedigree and 100% on pedigree. They don't even do technical interviews. Uh, I've, I've spoken to several people from those organizations, and mm -hmm. basically what happens is you show up at a career fair at top-tier schools. Okay. Uh, whoever kind of stops by, talks to you, and is interested in uh, exploring careers gets an offer just because... On the spot. On the spot. Yeah. Just because they go to a prestigious school and they have a CS degree from that prestigious school, which is will blow your mind because when we look at the statistics, right, when we look at our technical assessments and we look at the scores, every school has a kind of like a bell curve-ish distribution of, you know, top tier, like highly qualified, highly skilled talent, middle mm -hmm. tier and the bottom tier. Yeah. And what happens is that, you know, at these top tier schools, like the unicorn startups and the Googles and Facebooks kind of take the cream of the crop, right? They get sort of mm -hmm. at the very top. A lot of other tech companies get the middle, and uh, you know the large, older school like government contracting agencies end up really giving those like, hey, here's an offer, take it, to that bottom yeah, of the, the skill range. Yeah. yeah, which is crazy because the work they do is like so so important, it's so mm -hmm. critical. Right. But you know they don't realize they're doing it. They're going off of the assumption is that like MIT has produced some really notable like CS graduates that has a reputation for having a really good CS program, but they don't realize is that there is a crazy level of variation in skill right. when it comes to, you know, different people who got that same degree. Yeah, especially because CS degree is becoming so popular as a major of the choice. Everybody. Yeah, like, you know, you enter and then maybe you just finish, barely finish all the courses and then you get out with that. So, exactly. yeah, that's, that's kind of a scary to scary. think about it exactly. yeah so the moral of the story is that like mm -hmm. another surprising benefit is that it can really help you find better talent mm -hmm. because you can really become more objective instead of blindly trusting the, the pedigree to get you the results you can actually find a lot higher qualified talent and make better hires right. especially if you're not going to do your own interviews <laughs> <laughs> yeah. becomes extra important uh, so the last story is around uh, how much talent there is in other universities. So we talk a lot about, mm -hmm. you know, top tier schools and how that distribution is kind of a bell curve where there is like top, middle, and the bottom tier. It's true for other schools too. Yeah. If you look across the country, if you look at, well, when we look at the data around like University of Central Missouri, right? Grants more CS degrees than Stanford and MIT together. Mm -hmm. uh, not much competition, right? But when you look at the distribution of their uh, scale, of their score based on the assessments that we run, it's actually kind of like a bell curve distribution as well. So there is highly qualified ones, mid-tier and the bottom tier. Uh, and because of this, it's also true for schools that are primarily people of color, primarily women, which means that like by putting an assessment at the top of the funnel and actually 
widening your net even wider, right? Instead of being like, well, we already get so many applicants, we should kind of just focus on a few different schools because we're already overwhelmed by the number of candidates. Well, that's only true when you're doing and that's the main excuse for everyone, by the mm. way. Right? It's like, well, we're already overwhelmed by the number of Yeah, candidates. we cannot we cannot review everybody's resume. N- no one actually right. does. This is the yeah. weirdest thing. One of the things that I hear over and over again, mm-hmm. like you should, p- people don't review applications. Right. Like some people don't review applications because there's just too many. No one wants to look at it. Mm-hmm. The other surprising reason why no one reviews applications is ATSs. Companies that use like really old school ATSs, the ones that are just kind of like, oh my God, I just don't want to deal with it. Don't review applications because they don't want to deal with the ATS. Yeah, just going there and digging and going through, it just like takes right. too much time right. and painful. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, if you do that, right, if you can actually go for a wider net mm-hmm. and you have the ability at the top of the funnel to say like, we can separate signal from the noise, you can actually end up bringing in a lot of highly diverse talent, which is one of the key things that every company almost in this industry is saying like, hey, we need to drive diverse initiatives. How do we do it? The way you do it is you put an assessment at the top of the funnel and you specifically start targeting a wider range of schools, schools from where a lot of diverse talent comes from, because we see it firsthand. All of those schools have highly qualified engineers Uh, some of them don't even have a cs degree but they've been coding for a very long time they just didn't choose cs as a major or maybe that wasn't even offered Mm -hmm. at their school so i guess to sum it up the moral of the story is that you can actually hire a lot of uh, diverse talent and increase your diversity by putting an assessment at the top of the funnel see okay well for our listeners would you like to kind of uh you know share the bottom line yeah. For today. Sure. The, well, to, I guess, summarize, right? Like yeah. the three main surprising benefits is first one is you get to close more offers. Mm-hmm. The second one is you <laughs> find better talent. And then the third one is you can increase diversity. Great. Well, thanks for sharing your stories and insights. Thanks for listening in. Um, for more tips and insights, you can go to ddr.codesignal.com.